0: Good. Now I'm going to be talking on the subject of worrying and I'm going to be talking from Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. We, as Terry mentioned earlier on, we are continuing our series in Philippians and we've now reached the point of chapter 4. Now I'm actually going to skip a few verses and just go straight to 6 and 7. Because these are probably the most two of the most well-known verses in the whole book of Philippians. I think most of us here, certainly if you've been to church for a while or you've been a Christian for a while, you'll probably have to repeat them off the top of your head. And it's really interesting that Terry shared about them this morning because, as Terry mentioned, we've not been chatting to each other, we hadn't planned anything. But I really felt that, I I really believed that God wants to speak to us this morning as his church and as his people on this whole issue of worry. And it's so good, it's a real encouragement to turn up and hear Terry say it, because I kind of feel... Sorry, because then you know that God is not just speaking through me, He's speaking through other people and through the songs we've been singing and the prayers that have been said. Almost I feel a little bit gutted because I kind of feel like half my stuff's already been said this morning. So I am sorry if you end up getting here some repetition, but just take it as God's Word for us this morning. And so as we talk here, as I'm talking and God's Word is being said, if you know that God is speaking to you, don't ignore it. Take hold of it. At the end of um, my talk this morning, we're going to have a time of response where you can come respond to God's word for you uh, in your life, for, the, uh, sorry, for your situation at the moment, where your heart is at. And so we're going to have a, it's a time of response at the end. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to crack on looking at these verses. So Father, we thank you for what you've already said this morning. We thank you, Lord, that your word has been really clear this morning. And you want to come speak to us. And Lord, and you have thankful Lord for each and every single one of us in this room. And you want to come and do business with us. You want to come and do some work in our hearts. And Lord, I pray as I as I just bring your word, Lord, that your word would go out into people's hearts and it would touch them. Lord, that people wouldn't shrug it off but would respond to it. Father, we would be your people. We would go out of here this morning, Lord, having the Lord met with you and let you come and work deep in our hearts so I just pray for me as I speak your words would just come through Lord Amen Amen so let's look at Philippians uh, Joel things, oh, <coughs> click on it let's go to Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7 so I'll, I'll read it from my Bible but it's on the screen and the Bible verse is all on the screen if you want to kind of follow there okay there we go Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Sounds quite easy, doesn't it? Well, just don't worry. Pray about stuff. It'll be good. I don't need to ask you guys this morning about whether you worry, because, the two, because I'm sure if I asked you to put your hands up, everyone's hands would go straight up. Because we all worry about stuff. And that's, I think, something we all struggle with. I know I do. There's, some, um, there's always things that kind of I, I I'm, end up worrying about. And as I mean Terry kind of mentioned some of these this morning, and we can sometimes worry about the big things in our life such as what's happening in our family situations, what's happening with our health, what's happening with our children, with our friends, maybe money issues, work issues, relationship issues. The kind of list can go on those kind of big things that we we struggle with. And sometimes we can worry about the little things, such as, what am I gonna have for dinner tonight? Or maybe, how long is this preacher gonna go on for this morning, I wanna get get on. Or it might just be, yeah, like, (coughs) How do I do this or how do I do that? We can worry about stuff. And sometimes we can even worry about God things. Do you ever find that? Sometimes you worry about stuff that really you don't need uh, that it's to do with God. You kind of dress it up and say, well, that's a, a good thing to worry about because it's anything to do with God. And even God challenged me this week about something because um, there was a situation uh, with, with somebody we know and they came to, to see us this week. And I knew there were some things that needed to be said to this person. And I thought, well, God's, gonna, God's got me. God's given me the words to say to them. So the person came around our house this week. But there was a slight issue, because that night I had set aside to come and prepare for this morning. So I didn't have loads of time to, to talk to them. So I did a very marked thing to do. I got my AK-47 out. I got a magazine full of bullets. And this person came and started, started chatting to them. And I just let it rip. <clears throat> and this poor person... And at the end of the evening, after I'd gone home, and um, Alice was catching up with me, she kind of very gently rebuked me a little bit and said, I don't think you did that very well, Mark. And, and I, I went away and I, I prayed about it, and I realised I was worried that this person wasn't going to hear what God wanted, them to, God wanted to say to them. And it turns out I shouldn't have worried about it, because God had somebody else that was going to tell them about that thing that needed, they needed to hear, and that person was going to do a much better job than I did. And so we can worry about loads of different things, and we can kind of dress it up in all different sorts of ways. But what it says here, do not worry about anything. Now, Paul doesn't just say this. You see, if you read your Bible, you'll find lots of instances where the Bible talks us, talks to, tells us not to worry. And even Jesus as well, when he preached on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he said this in Matthew chapter six, he's talking to big crowds of people and he's kind of saying what his kind of ministry is and what his teachings are and he says this this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And skipping a few verses. So don't worry about these things saying, what we will eat, what we will, what we will drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Jesus commands us, don't worry about these things. Don't worry about what's going on uh, in your work life. Don't worry about the amount of money you have in your bank account. Don't worry about what this person thinks of you. Don't worry about um, how your sermon's coming across this morning. Jesus says, don't worry. You see, it's a command from Jesus. not some sort of piece of advice that Jesus is saying, oh, it's a really good thing not to do this. No, he is saying, do not worry. It's a command from Jesus. And do you know what that means if we, if we start to worry? You know what we're doing? We're sinning we're sinning because sin is not just following some rules and trying to live nicely sinning is when we go against God's will for our life and it's quite clearly says in his word and Jesus says do not worry so we have to appreciate if we are worrying uh, in our life that means we are sinning we are sinning so and in a second I'm going to kind of look about look more in detail into worry and kind of how what its effect it has on us but I want to say this before we do that. It's not, Jesus doesn't want to live our lives like some sort of 1960s hippies that kind of go along and sort of peace dude, peace dude. Don't need to worry about anything, don't need to care about anything. we just kind of float along and just see what happens. God is not calling us to live like that, okay? It's okay to have concerns about things going on in your life. It's okay to be concerned about your children, to be concerned about um, what happens in church, to be concerned about your relationships with people but it's about what we do with these concerns do we worry about them do we take them to Jesus and this is what we uh, this is what Jesus is challenging us over so when it comes to worry we realize that it's a very negative thing you think about how it affects you and I'm sure if you can remember a time that you've really worried about something what effect does it has on you you see it affects our emotions it affects the way we feel about stuff. You see, it makes us kind of agitated. It makes us stressed. It makes us kind of all, um, <clears throat> all our emotions are all over. We kind of feel sad. We feel upset. We feel angry about things. It affects our minds. That Our minds start going at kind of 100 miles an hour. We kind of start to try and process everything. And we try to kind of think about all these different uh, strands about what might happen here, what might happen there. And we kind of get really, um, uh, really kind of tangles and messes with our minds. And you see, worry even affects our bodies as well, doesn't it? You might be, uh, my dad, right, when he used to worry, he used to kind of pace up and down like this. And unfortunately, you see in my, my style, I like to walk around as well. My dad used to kind of get really agitated. And you find that when you start to worry, it starts to kind of affect your body. You kind of almost sometimes feel like, Argh! And sometimes you feel, I can't sleep, because you're up at night worrying about stuff. You can't eat properly sometimes. Your energy levels get affected. And see, worry has this big effect upon us. You see, it's all negative, it's all negative. But we have to appreciate, we have to understand that while worry affects all those things, it doesn't start in our soul, it doesn't start in our mind, it doesn't start in our body, it starts in our heart. Worry is a heart issue. Okay? Now, Jesus teaches us that we're, kind of, we're made up of four, four parts. For our physical body, we've got our mind, where we think things. We've got our, our soul, where our emotions are. And we've got our heart, which is the, the inner being, the person that, of who we are. That's kind of that, the inner part. And that's where Jesus wants to come and live, and Jesus wants to come and rule. And we realise that worry is that it starts, has its root in our heart. Because the reason why we worry is that we want to control things. We have this natural tendency and every single human being wants to control things. We want to control everything that happens in our life, everything that happens with our family, with our friends, with those people around us, the situations we go through. Because if we can control them, then we know what's going to happen. And if we see bad stuff happening, we can stop it and we can change the situation and we can control things. You see, it's this big control issue. But of course, that's impossible, you can't do that, you can't control every situation, you can't control what happens to your, your family, your children. And so what happens, because we can't control it, we start to, fear comes in, we start, to, we start to get fearful about what is going to happen, what's going to happen with my work, am I going to lose my job, uh, what's going to happen with my money if I've not got enough money to pay the bills, and we get too fearful about what could happen. and so and so this is why this worrying is a sin because what we are saying that we we are saying that we don't trust God is in control we are saying there's part a part of there's something inside us that says I don't trust that God is able to do something that God is able to rule in this situation in this thing that I am going through and we are not believing we're not um, we're holding on to our lives And say well I still want to control this little bit. We realise that that's why when we start to worry it's because we want to have that effect on our lives, we want to control it and we maybe don't believe that God is in control. Well the truth is this morning and we've been saying it this morning, we've been singing it, the God, the God of the universe is in control of everything that happens. It says that God has us in his hands and that nothing that happens to us or happens outside of God's say-so. God, anything that happens, God allows it. And we know that God cares for us and that God loves us. Jesus just said there, look at the birds, they don't worry about anything because God's got them looking after them. and He cares a million times more for us than he does for birds. And that's the truth, that God cares for us and loves us and wants the best for us. And that he is able to rule in all situations. As the thing about worry, we realise that it's quite unreasonable. You notice this? Worry is very unreasonable because it doesn't actually solve anything. If you worry about a problem, you're not trying to solve it. You're just kind of getting worked up about it. And you find that when you worry about things, all it does is make your problems ten times bigger because you think of more things that could happen and more things that could go wrong. It's also very unhelpful, isn't it? Especially when you because you, you can start to worry about things that happened in the past. I mean, I know I've done and said many silly things and embarrassing things in my life, but there's no point in worrying about it because I can't go back in time. I mean, raise your hand here if, you, uh, raise your hand if you've got a time machine. I don't know, no one has have got a time machine. Because so we can't go back in time and change anything. And The same for the future. We might worry about what is going to happen in the future, but that's really unhelpful because we don't know. We again we haven't got this time machine that we can go forward and see what's going to happen and come back and say "Well, don't worry this all happens you'll be fine we, we can't affect the future and what we find as well is why it's unhelpful it just messes up today because rather than living in the way that God wants us to live today we end up going kind of getting so worried about what is happening and what has happened in the past or what might happen that it just messes up today and it's completely unnecessary because we realise that God is in control God is in control so what might happen tomorrow doesn't matter because God is with us and we find that when we worry it's just actually a massive waste of our time I think we don't need to do which is why Jesus says don't worry you don't need to do it now, a bit later on in Jesus' ministry when he's talking to the disciples he, he talks he shares with them this par- a parable and it's the parable of the sower I'm sure again most of us here know it off by heart there's this farmer goes out and he sows some seeds and it falls on different types of ground and different things happen and one of the grounds that it goes on is a ground that's full of weeds and the seed grows there and then it kind of grows up and gets choked so he says this this is the meaning of that that message The seeds that fall among the thorns represent those who hear the message but, is all, too quick, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasantest life and so they never grow into maturity and sometimes as Christians, we get so caught up in those last two parts, the riches and the pleasures of this life. And we think, yes, um, what he's talking about here is those people who are kind of chasing after money, chasing after all the easy, nice, good things, uh, or appeared good things in life, the pleasures of this world. But actually, Jesus also says is crowned up by the cares. Another way word he could have used there there is worries, the worries of this life. And we find that when, that we, sorry, we can use this analogy of the weeds being like worries in our life. that have that root in our hearts. And of course, they grow and they might start off small, but they grow and they grow. And eventually they start to crack, they start to drown out and start to choke the things that God have for us in life. And they take us away from God. If we allow worries to grow, they will take us away from God. And so we have to realise that we have to, to deal with those weeds in our life. Because just like you might at home, you might have a very lovely flower bed or vegetable garden. But if you allow some weeds to grow in there and you don't deal with them, pretty soon that nice flower bed or that good vegetable patch will get overcrowded by the weeds and they will choke out all the good things there and all you'll be left with just this big patch of horrible weeds. You have to deal with them. And So this morning, God is challenging us. He says, do you have worry in your life? Do you have this sin in your life that God needs to come and deal with? I said so a bit later on when we respond, it's your chance to come and repent before Jesus and say, "Look, I'm sorry for worrying. I shouldn't be doing this. I want you to come and take it away from me." And that is one of the challenges for us this morning. We mustn't be having letting these weeds of worry grow in our life. So let's go. Let's look. Go back to Philippians chapter four, verse six. Don't worry about anything. Instead. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Again, we can read that and it kind of comes across quite easy. We might look at that and think, oh, it's just there's some kind of formula we follow, so we mustn't worry about things, we're just kind of going to pray about it and God will take it all away. Now, if you're kind of young in the faith, or you've only known Jesus a little while, it might be quite helpful to kind of follow this, to sort of just tell Jesus, say, look, this is what I'm worried about, this is what I'm worried about. But I think that we find, as we go on with our maturity in Christ, God wants more than just to kind of us to just tell him what we're worried about. And he doesn't want, because what God doesn't want is just all this shopping list we give him, and we kind of go, right, well what am I worried about today? I'll write it down, give it to God, carry on. God's not interested in that kind of relationship with us, long term. He wants to have an intimate relationship with us. A relationship where we come and we talk to him face to face. So we come into God's presence and we're able to not just go oh here it is, God off we go but to start to talk through them to to go through all of our cares and our worries as you see as we start to know God and we spend time with him it allows him to come and work in our heart to take out the roots of the things that he wants to come and deal with just like with weeds if all you're ever doing is just kind of getting rid of the top layer the things that kind of you're struggling with in your head and your soul and your body and never deal with the root of it they'll just keep coming back I mean any good gardener knows if you chop the head of a weed off it's really pointless because you'll come back a week later and the weed's back again you have to dig it out and take the root out and by coming into God's presence and to coming into this, this intimate relationship of prayer with Jesus allows him to come and deal with the things deep in our hearts and as we come into God's presence we start to realise and start to remember how big God is that way like to remember just how small we are and how much we need less of us and more of God and that we are not in control but God is and the other thing we do when we come into prayer with Jesus is we remember what he has done for us in the past now who here is a bit forgetful because I think us as Christians we could be really forgetful we can even forget what God has done for us last week and suddenly a situation happens and we suddenly all get ourselves in a big tiz over it and it's so silly where last week the same thing happened to somebody else or happened to us a few weeks ago and God dealt with it. There's no need to worry because you know that God's doing it. It helps us to remember God's provision for us and for others in the past. And when we pray and come before Jesus it helps us to come into submission to him for today come into submission, say yes Jesus, do you know what, I've given my life to you, I've given control of my life to you, come and deal with it, come and take me through this situation, I don't know what's going on but I'm going to let go of it, I'm not going to worry about it, I'm going to come and just give it to you, just keep giving it to you. And so it allows us also to trust for tomorrow, to trust that God is in control and that God is able to work the situation for his glory for happens. So, so, when we come into prayer, it's a way for us to remember and to keep committing ourselves to come and trust God for what is to come in the future. Amen. So, what happens next? So, we've not worried about it, we've, we've dealt with that, and we've summoned to a place of prayer. What does God offer us in return? Well, in verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. We get God's peace. I think sometimes we forget just how powerful that is. We get the perfect peace of God. We are able to have that peace within us. And we are able to go through any single situation. Anything that we can go through, whether we're about to um, die or our kids are unwell or we're about to lose our job, we can sit there and be in perfect peace. Do we, do we kind of get a hold of that this morning? We can have the perfect peace of God, that whatever situation we are in, we can be at peace. Literally, even if we're dying, Alice has got a friend, and um, she's known for a long time, and this girl is uh, in her early 20s, and she's married, she's got a whole life ahead of her, but tragically, she's got cancer. And she's been through treatments for it, and it kind of went away and now it's come back again and she's been going back through treatments but they're not really being very effective and the truth of that situation unless God miraculously intervenes she's going to die and it is a tragic horrible sad situation this young lady has got a whole life ahead of her and yet God it sounds like or it seems like God might be taking her home early but you know what she can stand in that situation and be at complete and utter peace she could be at complete peace because she has this peace which we don't understand. It says it exceeds our own understanding of it. Do you know, it's this kind of unworldly peace and almost everything, our whole life is falling around, down around us. We can stand there and be at peace. We can be at peace, whatever it is. <clears throat> I imagine probably the worst thing, I, I'm very fortunate it's not happened to me, but for one of your children to be really ill. I imagine it's probably one of the worst situations you can go in. But I tell you this, you can go through that and you can be at complete peace. You can have zero money in the bank account and you can be at complete peace. You can be going through massive personal struggles with sin or with relationships or anything like that. You can be at peace. Which is why it's so important for us to go through that transactional process of prayer and really come in through Jesus and letting him deal with us because in return, we get the perfect peace of God, that we just can't understand it. And almost you can see, you could be in situations where people look at you and just kind of think, what, why are you running around like a headless chicken? Why are you able just to relax and just chill? Because you know you've got God's peace. I know I've had some experience of that. Now, when Alice was pregnant with Alyssa and she first started going for the scans, the hospital started to get a little bit concerned about it. They were a bit worried that maybe the baby wasn't growing properly. It was a bit small and there might be something wrong with it. And, and they kind of had to get her in. They wanted to do lots of extra tests and lots of extra scans. And but I remember this really clearly. And I, I was about to get into the shower. And I've told this story before, so sorry if you've heard it. I was about to get in the shower and I, remember, and I was talking to God. And I was saying, God, I need to get hold of this situation. I need to really get down and pray and really kind of get worked up about this. and really kind of seek you over this. Basically, I was saying, I really need to worry about it. And you know what God said to me? No. Don't do that. You don't need to. I've got it all under control. And he reminded me of how other little babies, he looked after them and they were okay. And he said to me, don't worry about it. I've got it under control. And so I took hold of that. And I took hold of his peace. And for the rest of that pregnancy, I wasn't concerned about it. I mean, it the old moment where you kind of get slightly concerned. But actually, I was at peace. And it took a point that used to annoy Alice. Because Alice would kind of get worked up about this and she's like, oh, what's going on? And I'm just saying, that's fine. God's got it under control. And never guess what. Alice was born perfectly healthy, nothing wrong with it. God came through. God gave me his peace and we can have that. And you see that peace is, you realise it's the complete opposite of worry. I mean, earlier on I talked about how worry affects us. And you realise that peace has the complete opposite effect on us. Our emotions could be completely calm. Our mind can be at rest and just relaxed and not having to kind of worry, kind of trying to process everything. And our bodies, they can just be chilled out. We can kind of go to bed at night, sleep, sleep soundly like a baby. I mean, Terry told that, that story of um, Jesus in the boat. And this massive storm's going on. What was Jesus doing? Just sleeping soundly. Because he was at peace. He had God's peace. He wasn't worried. He knew God was in control. And we can have that this morning. From our hearts, working outwards. And Paul finishes this with this sentence, and his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, as we go on living in Jesus, as we go on walking with him, as we're spending that time with prayer, we can have his peace that will guard us against these things that would come and attack us and come try and take away our peace. But sometimes, sometimes we do have to fight for our peace in, in God. Because sometimes we will, even if we are walking with God, sometimes things will come against us that will just seem to really batter us. And in those points, we have to almost feel like we have to fight to find God's peace. We really need to kind of seek his word for the situation, because you realise that his word, if we get hold of that and we take hold of it, it means we can stand. We can stand and be at peace. Now I know for me the most stressful, most thing I worried about most in my life so far has been a time at work. A time um, I was at work. It was about four or five years ago, and I was really struggling. I was struggling with my work. I was struggling with my manager, and it just completely dominated my life to the point that that's all I could think about. I was living in that place of worry. Really, I didn't have any peace of God at all. It just it affected my mind, it affected my sleep, it affected how I felt all the time. I just I hated going to work. It was horrible. But it came to the place, and God took me through that situation to deal with me. And what it was, what it, the, the way it changed was that God brought me to a place of where I could hear his word. And his word was, perfect love casts out fear. And I realised that I was living in fear about my work. I was living in fear about what was going to happen with my job and my career and that God wanted to come and deal with that in me, to take that um, foundation away from my life in order that I would build my life more on him. But I know from that moment when God spoke that word and that it was still difficult, but I was able to come and find this place of peace because you kind of had to, and I'm sure some of us will go through times like that where we have to kind of fight for his peace. But when we, but if we do it, and we trust in him we will find it and Isaiah (coughs) says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose faults are fixed on you, trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal rock. See we have to keep that focus on Jesus, keep trusting him, see God rules over this universe God is in complete charge of the situation you are going through the thing that you are worried about now whatever it is God is in control of it and he has you and your family and his church and those you care about in his hands and we need to come and trust in him and keep our eyes and our focus on him amen so I'm going to finish now and as I said at the beginning, we're going to have a time of response. A time for us to come and to respond what God has been talking to us. And the first thing we are going to do is we're going to come and repent together of our worries. If you've been worrying about something, then you need to come and repent of it. And come and admit that it's sin in your life that God doesn't want you to have. And we need to come and get ourselves right with God. The next thing we're going to do, we're going to come and commit ourselves to trust God. Whatever our situation is, whatever we are going through, we're gonna come and trust God and give him control of our lives. You see that when we say to Jesus, come into my life, I wanna be a Christian, I give my life to you, that means we give our life to him. We give the deeds of our life um, to him and it's up to him how it, um, what happens to us. And you see, sometimes we might be going through stuff, not just to God to, to, to deal with us, but to come and to bless other people. And to work in their things. Because, see, God has this great plan for everybody. And this great plan that he's working out. And we don't understand it. We can't see it. But we have to trust that he's in control. And we need to do what Jesus encouraged us to do in, in Matthew chapter 6. To come and seek God first. Seek God first before everything else. And let all those other things kind of go behind us. And let God deal with them. We need to commit ourselves to trust God. And then we're going to come and worship God. So I think this should be our response to trusting God is to come and worship him as our Lord and as our saviour and as the Lord of our life. As you see, when you go through stuff and when you get to the end of it, you can come and worship God. For take it for, for, for You can look back and say, oh yeah, I can see how God was in that situation and he was doing this here and he was doing that there. We can come and say, worship God at the end. But when we do that, that is gratitude. We're praising him, saying thank you for doing that. But you see, when we worship God in the middle of our situation where we can't see the light at the end of our tunnel and we don't know what is going on or why this is all happening, when we worship God then, we are demonstrating faith. We're demonstrating faith. And I tell you, Jesus loves it when his people come in faith to worship him. to say, God, I don't understand, but I know you're king and I'm going to worship you. That's faith. And Jesus loves that. God loves it. And so every time we have that opportunity to worry, we've got to look at it as actually it's an opportunity for us to come and worship Jesus and to say, no, I'm not going to take hold of that worry. I'm not going to let it come and take root in my life. I'm going to come and give it to Jesus, and I'm going to come and worship him. Amen. Amen. So I'd like you everyone to stand, if you could. If you could. Um, Mitchell, could you go and get Alice? i give Alice a nod. Oh. So... Um, so, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray. I'd like everybody, if you want to, to hold your hands out with your palms up as a kind of a symbol of what we're going to pray for. And say, with a symbol that we are saying, God, I'm giving you my sin. I'm giving you my sin. say, And I'm going to trust you and I'm going to let go of control. I'm not going to hold on to things. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to come and worship you as my king. So, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray through these things. And if you know that's you, that you need to deal with stuff this morning I want you to come and say amen to it and then the band's going to play some songs and we're going to worship God it's an opportunity for you just in your own heart to talk to God to tell him wherever you're at what the things that you are going through the things that you are struggling with you can come and respond to him and then we'll do sing some songs we'll pray um, and we'll just come and respond to God amen